like so many others, who you are is largely a result of your past. We have so many positive and not so positive experiences that we start to doubt ourselves and our place in this world. Let the healing process start now. Welcome to Shift Happens with Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell. When you start to focus on healing from the inside out, you'll learn so much more about your own health, your well-being, and your state of mind. Once you've started on that, the rest gets a little bit easier every day. Now, here is your host, Karin Weary, and this week's co-host. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shift Happens. It is a Christmas Eve today, so we, for those of you who celebrate Christmas Eve, I always forget um, that not everybody does that. Um, we, where I come from, we celebrated Christmas Eve, and that was when we had our, all of our festivities, which was always fun. So we want to say happy holidays to all of you. We are here today in order to, as always, shift things in your life, hopefully for the best, better. And today we are going to be talking about shifting your money. Mm-hmm. And today, my wonderful co-host, Jessica Durrell, is here with me. Hello, welcome. Jessica. Hey, thanks for the intro, Karen. Welcome, welcome, everyone. Yeah, Christmas Eve. Oh, my gosh. The year is winding down. And uh, so now we're set going into a new year with all kinds of amazing expectations for ourselves, for our families. And as Karen mentioned, we love to be part of putting some really good information into your head so that you can start to think in the right ways. And today we're excited because we're talking all about finances. I mean, not only are we finishing up 2019, but we're heading into a brand new decade. So not only are you are walking into a new year, but you are walking into a whole new way of anything that you want. So we're excited because we have John Kennedy with us. And uh, let me tell you a little bit of John. So success isn't about what you've accomplished in your life, according to John. It's about what you inspire others to do. So as a co-founder of Canderpath Financial here in Florida, John's passion has been driven by a deep-rooted desire to help others. In 2008, he decided exactly how he was going to align that passion with his profession and immerse himself in the world of financial planning. Um, And he became a certified financial planner. Um, And for over a decade now, he's been motivating others toward their vision for financial success. And I think this is such a great, great topic. And and welcome, John, if you want to say hey. Hey, you guys. Our... Thank you so much for having me. So glad to have you. And, and this is actually, you know, um, I definitely want to hop into everything that you have to tell us because I am so excited to listen. <laughs> but um, I actually happen to have had my I guess, end of the year conversation with my financial planner. Is that something that you do, John, at the end of the year, sort of recap where people are, where they're going? Yes, absolutely. And I love that we're talking about this on Christmas Eve. We're talking about budgeting and going into the new year and focusing on finances. So it's probably timely for a lot of people. You know, a lot of people are, they they like going into the new year, kind of having a, an idea of what their goals and object, uh, objectives are going to be. And so we're, uh, it's funny because the last couple months of the year, I always think they're going to be slow for us. And then we end up doing all the year end planning. So it's always been. <laughs> I'll tell it's you what, if you're, 
What is that? I'm sorry. Oh, but- I was going to say it was kind of like uh, the the whole Scrooge thing. It's Christmas past, Christmas <laughs> present, Christmas future, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. But you know what? If people aren't motivated now, especially mm. um, after, you know, January, those bills are going to hit. You know, we're all in the giving mood right now. But at some point, you know, we're going to have to, we're going to start our financial plan a little bit in debt potentially. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, and I think. Yo, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go. Well, I was going to say, I think it's, it's, you know, the average American, and this is a scary statistic, so I really am starting off like Scrooge here, but you know, the average American is anywhere from three to five months away from bankruptcy, which yep. is a scary place to be because that means, you know, we're really reliant on our jobs, our income, our livelihood. And if something happens, if there's a small hiccup, um, it could potentially be devastating. So, I really do feel like, you know, January is just such a good time to be talking about this stuff and really focusing on, if nothing else, like financial organization, well, we really preach understanding where, like having an idea of where you are, because you can't really know where you're going to go unless you know where you are currently. Mm-hmm. And so, and there's so many tools and apps out there to be able to do that. It's just, it's not fun. People don't like looking at it. They don't like looking at the bills after, after Christmas and holiday season, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it's too eye-opening. And you're right. It, it's, it can be really scary. It can make you feel lost. It can, yeah. it can sort of um, cripple you as far as, you know, how on earth do I ever make a change here? Um, but, you know, being enlightened, as we all know, is part of the power that we give ourselves to move forward. Yeah, and that's really half the battle. I mean, like, I, you know, just, just understanding the situation is, it's just... It's so, um, it's such a key element to being able to move forward in a positive way. Yeah. So, so when somebody comes to you, John, first of all, what is a primary motivator? Obviously, someone is finally either coming to you for a good reason because, oh, I've got this money I want to invest, but potentially they're reaching out to you because as we are discussing now, they might have some real concerns as to, you know, what what that five month plan is and and whether or not they're going to make it through the next few months. Yeah. I think there's, there's all sorts of um, financial motivations and we always tell people, you know, cause I get this question a lot. Like, so when should I start thinking about this? When should I maybe engage like a financial advocate? And my response is always right now. Like the moment that you're prepared to start asking yourself those questions, I think that that's, it's, it's becoming more obvious that, right now is the time to do it. it, you know, based on the parameters of your life and what you're thinking about. And there's so many different pain points. It could be taxes, it could be budgeting, it could be, you know, am I taking too much risk in my investments in my portfolio? So for us, it's just, you know, we kind of believe that if, you know, if you really think about it for a moment, every decision you make, like no matter how big or small it is, every decision you make has some level of a financial implication, whether it's your business, or your family, and so we feel like those are all elements that are worthy of consideration to talk about and think through and have dialogue around. Um, so I, I feel like, you know, the, the starting point should always be when people are ready to start asking those questions. And it ends up happening in January. It ends up happening in August. You know, it's all throughout the year, really. But it's, uh, it's always good going into 2020. New, new year, new you, you know. And, you know, you bring up a really great point. I'm so glad that you mentioned that it's whenever people think about it, because somebody might be focused on something else in January and then say wakes up in March and decides, you know, 
almost tax time, says, oh gosh, now I have to wait another year. You know, I think people don't, you know, need to, like you said, you need to start to change the moment that it comes into your mind and not feel like you sort of missed the boat. Like, you know, everything has to start in January. Yeah. And I think it's, um, the, the analogy could stand a reason that, you know, like similar to going to the gym and Mm -hmm. exercising, you know, there's, I, there's all sorts of studies that show the, you know, the statistics in January and February of gym memberships and then drop offs starting in March and April, you know, it's, it's part of this is the accountability. Like we all know what it takes in theory, very high level to be healthy, right. To, to eat healthier, to exercise and do the right things. But those are really hard things to do. It's hard to get up in the morning before the kids are up and go exercise. It's hard to, to eat right when you're busy. I mean, these are difficult things and we feel like finances are often the same. And so, you know, it's, it's something that we want to continually motivate people throughout the year. And so if you start in the first few months and then it doesn't happen or, you, you know, you fall off the wagon, that's okay. This isn't a, you know, there's no, there's no, um, perfection in this. We're always just trying to improve and get better. And I like how you mentioned that, that it's not about perfection, because I think a lot of people hold themselves back, not just with money, but with everything. Because if I don't get it right, or if I slip and fall, then I, I'm, not, I'm just a failure and I'm just going to give up, you know? And mm-hmm. imagine that if, if babies did that, if we did that as a baby, you know, how, many t- how long does it take for us <laughs> to learn how to walk? We get up and we fall down. Oh, well, I guess I don't, I'm never going to learn how to walk. That's too hard. <laughs> nope. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. <laughs> it's so funny you say that because I, I do I listen to your podcast, so I've I was gonna even reference that very analogy because <laughs> it's the same thing as an adult. Yeah. You know, if you if you let's use budget or cash flow as an example, if you ignore that, you overspend, you you rack up some credit card debt, not ideal, but at the end of the day, like it's okay. We you can get back on the wagon, we can fix this, and it's such such a good analogy because you just don't you don't stop trying to walk. You eventually figure it out and it becomes second nature to all of us. And I feel like budgeting is such a dirty word. So it's a good one to use in this analogy because people are so afraid of it. And what ends up happening is the more you ignore it, it becomes this like self-fulfilling prophecy Mm -hmm. that, Oh, well, I'm not good at that. I'm not good at that. And so I don't do it. Well, and now because you don't do it, you're continuing to not be good at it. And so it does become that self-fulfilling prophecy. And, it's, uh, you know, we, we want people to lean into that in 2020 and really kind of take the reins of what their financial picture looks like. I think that's great. And, what, and you yeah, know, so obviously that. you're, that's a great, yeah. <laughs> you're a, a, a financial yeah. planner. So, you know, the wonderful thing about having a financial planner is the accountabil- uh, accountability that you have toward your decision. And I think in anything, you know, you know, we talked about exercise and whatever, you know, those go- goals are, it's so much easier not to necessarily have to take the journey alone. Um, and it has to be someone outside of your circle because someone inside of your circle is always going to justify the decisions you make. <laughs> yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. It, it really is true. I mean, I think accountability might be the single greatest word to use in terms of what the benefit of having a financial advocate is. It's the same way with a personal trainer. It's that accountability mm-hmm. and, and having maybe that objective perspective, someone outside the scenario that's willing to maybe challenge you on your ideas Mm -hmm. Um, because it is easy to fall into various thought processes or excuses of like, well, this is happening. And so, you know, insert whatever the situation is. So I think 
I really do think accountability is the number one factor that we really, that's our job. I mean, we want to be financial motivators. We want to make this exciting. You know, I recognize like it's, and I use budgeting again, it's just not fun. Um, but yet it really is important. So we try to make it engaging, exciting, and, and accountability is a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. think when you talk about exciting, um, setting goals, obviously, <laughs> you know, so when you're doing weight, okay, fitting into those jeans again, or I have this event that I want to look really good for. But when you do a financial goal, you know, obviously you have these, you know, I want a house, I want, you know, whatever it is that excites you, to stay yeah. on pa- on your course is really important. So you have then accountability and then you have this goal that you want so badly you are going to stay on your financial diet. Yeah, and we, we hear business owners talk about this a lot, like especially if they're visionaries, they talk about vision casting for their business. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of do the same thing. We do vision casting for someone's personal financial situation. Like what are those, those senses of freedom that they want to experience in the next one, five, 10 years? What are they working to achieve. And then we take, you know, through that conversation, and this happens over, you know, a multitude of conversations. This isn't like a one-time thing, but then through conversations, we start to back into, well, great. Okay. So what do we have to do over the course of the next 24 months, over the course of the next year? What do we have to do every quarter? You know, we we really back into like, what are the things that we need to be accomplishing on the day-to-day so that we can achieve those visions and goals for our financial situation. Mm. And and that falls so perfectly into what uh, we talked about, not this past week, but the week before when we were talking about goals versus uh, resolutions Mm. with regards to the big goal and then breaking it down Mm -hmm. into, okay, so I want a house. How much is that going to cost? What do I need to do? And breaking it all the way down to even down to daily, weekly, monthly steps. So it makes it much more... Uh, doable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and I love, I love technology for so many things. Um, but I am very old school with my, my goal planning and my resolutions. And so uh, I have a, a daily planner and I get made fun of all the time, by the way, for this, but I bring it everywhere <laughs> I go. It's yep. always with me. And on that planner are some of my professional goals, my family goals, certainly our, our financial goals for our family. It's something to reference and go back to. I want it on my mind all the time. And I want to be able to cross the, there's like some satisfaction of being able to mm-hmm. cross that off too. Like yes. if I mm-hmm. achieved it, okay, Q1 of 2020, I, you know, we paid the car off or we did this thing. There nice. is that satisfaction of it, but it really being intentional about it means kind of having that stuff in front of you all the time too. And uh, I don't know where I was going with that, but I think sometimes <laughs> technology, we become too tech heavy. Yeah, I like having that as a... As you know a what? Right? I know exactly what you mean, because quite yeah. honestly, I have my planner here too. And one of the things that I find is if you do have it in technology, it then becomes invisible because then you have yeah. to go right. into your technology, yes. bypass all these things that, you know, Ugh. oh, I'm going to go check my schedule. Oh, I just got a text. Yeah. Oh, you know, yeah. something else reminder came up. So I totally agree. Technology is great to an extent, maybe for keeping your daily schedule, but oh. for plans... Having, you know, having your book. Got my little book. Yeah, right yeah me you know too. A little book. Me too. <laughs> it's so true. It, it gets buried in distraction. Yes. You're mm-hmm. right. Like you go to your phone and all of a sudden, I mean, if I look down at mine right now, I've got like six notifications just mm-hmm. in the last 10 minutes. I mean, it, yep. it's, it, you get buried in distraction with it. So that's such mm-hmm. a great point. 
Yeah. Plus, there's the other part that when we uh, write uh, with our hand rather yes. than type, it, it connects with so many more uh, areas, emotional areas of our mm-hmm. brain. So that's another reason why it goes deeper. And, uh, you know, we want to go deep, right? That's a great, <laughs> great point, Karn. That's such yeah. a great point. And it's something that, you know, I think a lot of us think, well, you know, if I'm if I'm voice texting, aren't I saying it into my head? Isn't that sort of like an affirmation? But thinking it, seeing it, and, you know, saying it, then, right. you know, you sort of have all of your senses covered. So you're so right about that. Exactly. And we are going to move into just like that so quickly <laughs> into another, a couple of messages. And, you know, as you, uh, we all need a financial planner so that, that we have that accountability and somebody who really knows has the education because it is a whole education, trust me, <laughs> to know what to do with your money. But for the daily accountability and GPS, um, there is a program that I now also use for myself um, that becomes your GPS and it uses all of the algorithms that the banks use that, uh, oh my God, that nobody has time to do all that stuff. And it puts that in your back, in your pocket so that you can uh, pay your th- all your loans off much quicker than otherwise. And so if you want to learn about that, go to www.shifthappens.live and click on the webinar so that you can learn more about that. And we will be right back. You will want to be back for more from John Kennedy. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Insights Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. And we are back with Shift Happens. Thank you so much for hanging in there because you are really, really going to want to learn what we have to talk about today. We are talking about money and finances, something that 
keeps a lot of people really, uh, if, if it's not going the way you want it to, it literally puts you in survival mode. And it can be really a dark, scary place to be in. And you do not have to stay in that space. That is the beautiful thing of everything in life is that when we make the decision to make changes, it's about knowing who can we reach out to because many times there's a lot of shame involved too. And it's like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing that I'm this age and this is what's going on. And so I think many times um, a lot of people feel shame about their money and where they are so that that is one reason why they don't reach out. Um, And just a lot of different reasons that we can get ahead of it. And that's what we're about today is encouraging you. And we have my wonderful co-host, Jessica Durrell, and financial planner, John Kennedy, who is going to enlighten us. Yeah, so glad that we have John Kennedy here with us today. And and I love your introduction, Karin, because... Um, You know, I think, yes, fear is a huge motivating factor for everyone on all different levels. And, you know, John, I want you to tell people um, more about how they can choose a financial planner that's right for them. Um, Because I'm guessing, and I don't know, but people might think that, you know, A, you need a lot of money before you approach a financial planner. And they might actually think, you know, I think they have to understand, you know, that there are fees, you know, this is a, this is a real investment in their future. And, and so that's why it's so important to have the right person helping you manage your money. So, so tell us how, you know, what people should do in, in their journey to find a financial Yeah, planner. that's a wonderful question. I, I'm a big believer in just about anything that you do, um, in terms of hiring someone for a service for you, you should probably interview at least three different professionals and just to get a feel for different styles, different uh, ways that they communicate, how they view planning. Um, I think certainly understanding how the financial planner or financial advocate you're working with is compensated is probably the number one key. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a multitude of questions we, we like to make sure that we answer when we're in a, have a, having an initial strategy session with someone. So I would recommend um, if you go to candorpath.com forward slash interview, it's just a quick PDF download that gives you probably 18 to 20 questions that you should be going through and asking every financial advocate that you're interviewing. But to me, some of the really important things are, uh, so fiduciary is a buzzword in my industry right now. Um, and, And making sure that not only is the person you're interviewing a fiduciary, but can they even define what that means? Like what, what does a fiduciary mean for them as they act on behalf of a client that they're working with? I think that's a really important one. Um, and I also think really, um, you know, getting past like credentials and certifications, those are all great questions and things. And that's in the, in the checklist that we give you. But I also think at the end of the day, making sure that it feels like a good fit, are they going to be able to motivate you financially can you stand having a conversation with them? <laughs> like you really should enjoy it. It should be a fun thing. If you get a phone call from the person you hire to be your financial advocate and you roll your eyes and ignore that call and don't, don't want to talk to them, mm. that's a really bad sign. Yeah. <laughs> so I think those are, those are some important things to, to be thinking about. So because you brought it up, tell everyone what fiduciary is. Yeah, so fiduciary is, in my opinion, it's the financial advisor or advocate's ability to act in the best interest of the client that they're working with. 
So regardless of what the answer is, if you have choices A, B, C, D, E, and F for a financial scenario that someone's going through, that person is giving you the most objective, impartial counsel that they can give you to really make sure that you're making the best financial decision based in that scenario. Okay, and then so you take that and you multiply that over multiple. Fi- yeah, go ahead. So how does someone uh, know that? You know, obviously there's the interview process. So yeah. like you said before, is that just a gut feeling that you get from speaking with different people that you just know that person has your best interests, you know, at heart? Well, there's certain designations that I do think are important, like the, the certified financial planning designation. Um, so if someone's a CFP for short, part of, of being a part of that community and going through that extra training um, you're required to adhere to that, to the fiduciary standard. Um, so I think that's, that's maybe one of the most baseline litmus tests to look at is, okay, well, you know, can they confidently say that they are a part of some community of advisors that adheres to the standard of being a fiduciary? And I always like making sure that they can answer the question because mm-hmm. again, you know, if it's someone that's just selling a product to you, mm-hmm. that to me is just, I, I, it's, it, it's probably the reason that the financial services industry has such a bad perception mm-hmm. is, you know, someone's got this product here and whether you're 30 years old or 70 years old, they think they, it's the best they can thing make in the it world. fit. Mm-hmm. There's no way that, that, that that's accurate, but that's sometimes how my profession has gone. And so um, if, you, if you run into that scenario, probably want to run the other direction. Um, <laughs> but you know what it is? Some of it is a gut feeling. I mean, really, like if you can, if they can check some of these boxes, you really do just got to feel like, okay, I can work with them. I can talk with them. I'm going to enjoy this. And then I think also over time, the trust will develop. And build. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's just something that happens over yeah, time. If it's I'm like a relationship. With, yeah. If, I'm, mm-hmm. if I start working with someone, normally they come in as a client referral. So there is that deepening of trust already mm-hmm. because they trust the family member or friend. But then beyond that, the 15th conversation or the 30th conversation I have with them is going to be way more meaningful and engaging than the second or third, because we know them, we know their situation, we're up to speed on what they're, on what they have going on. So it does develop over time. It does take time, I would say. And this is a long-term relationship that Mm -hmm. you're developing with your financial planner. I mean, preferably the rest of your life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. You know, so I've had mine for over 20 years. Um, and you know, I do trust him and I, you know, so I I know what it feels like to have someone that you've essentially grown up with, um, doing that. But so, so John, okay. Someone does their homework, decides, okay, I want to work with John Kennedy. So (laughs) (laughs) what, where, where do you start? What's, you know, what if they say, but I don't know if I have enough money to work with John, you know? So, you know, where do you start someone that may be 25 and starting, you know, his their first job. And, 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 you know, how does that differ from someone? Maybe, you know, we discussed this in the opening, maybe someone that's in their fifties and says, "Uh Oh, okay. So I got the kids sorted through college. And now, you know, I've got 10 years before I have to think about maybe retiring. Am I going to be okay? Am I going to work forever? So, so how do you start that process with people? So I think the thing that honestly makes me so sad about this is that my industry has definitely condition people to believe that they need to have assets or they need to be close to retirement to engage with a financial advocate. And really, like we all know, the truth is the sooner you start this, the better off you will be by a big multiple. Um, And so 
I think in terms of depending on the situation, if you're 25 or 55 years old, in every relationship we start working with someone, we the key to it, and I alluded to it last time, is financial organization. Mm-hmm. Like you, we need to know all the different areas where we can maximize money in their financial situation, how much they can save to different vehicles. And certainly if they're an employee of a company that has that has a benefits package, we don't want to leave a single stone left unturned in terms of matching money to retirement mm-hmm. plans, savings vehicles for healthcare, uh, assistance for, and this is kind of a new one, which is exciting, I think, is assistance for student loan pay down. Um, mm-hmm. We're seeing that more and more out of employers. And you would be so shocked at how many Americans, the statistics are like one in five Americans do not maximize the potential match that they should be, that they could be receiving from their employer. Mm -hmm. And and you and I both know, I mean, that's, that is quote unquote free money. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, if you put that money in there just by redistributing how your income is flowing to you, if you put some of that in a retirement vehicle to be able to get a match that is just, it's such an important critical aspect. And so those types of things, really doing an audit of this and making sure the monies are being maximized in every single nook and cranny and possible area that they could be. Yeah, that's awesome. And with uh, entrepreneurs, uh, you know, with people who have a job, it's a lot easier, I think, many times because you know what you get, you know what the benefits are and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. But as an entrepreneur, you could be all over the dang place, you yeah. know, it could be a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. um, what are some tips maybe that you have for entrepreneurs? Well, so so what's interesting is our niche, I mean, Really, we work with retirees. We work with people all over the map, depending on their situation. But our niche is working with business owners. Mm-hmm. And primarily, I think the reason is there's, there's definitely a personality fit from the get-go. You know, Matt and I, my business partner, we own our own business. So we sort of know what that feels like a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's also just a lot of creativity and planning for entrepreneurs. Understanding the cash flow on your business and how it flows from business to personal, setting up the right corporate structure, um, and then, you know, kind of moving into, well, how does an entrepreneur, someone who's self-employed, save for retirement? Well, there's, there's over a dozen different types of vehicles, and then it's just going to depend on their situation of which one's going to make the most sense to maximize that situation. So, um, you know, we typically think of just like the traditional, like, put money in the 401k and the employer matches it. Um, but there's there's just way more to consider as an entrepreneur. So it's a lot of fun because I think the creativity gets to be applied in a in a different fashion. Oh, that's that's cool. It's nice to that's the beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur to think outside the box. And this is why I mean you know uh, your field and but you, as an entrepreneur, but you don't know all the other aspects that go with having a business. And so that's where we need to tap into people like you, John. Well, and and when we talk with entrepreneurs, it is funny because, you know, typically it's born out of passion. They're doing something that they really love and they really believe in. Um, But then early on, you know, you start to understand your strengths and weaknesses and you start to realize like, I don't like doing bookkeeping. I don't want to (laughs) be balancing the the books for the business. I don't want to be looking at how this stuff needs to flow. I just want to do what I enjoy and do what I love. Mm -hmm. And so that's, you know, a lot of times we'll come in and serve as someone's fractional CFO to the, to their business because that's just not their strength. That's not what they want to do. Um, so it really, it really is, uh, it's important because you can't ignore it either. Just because, like I said earlier on, you know, you can't, you got to lean into it. The more you ignore it, the more it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy that 
well, I'm not good at this thing and now I'm going to ignore it. Now I'm going to be even worse at it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's really good to know that you have so many different services that you can sure. offer um, because, you know, I'm not sure that I even, you know, realize that because I do, you know, my majority of my, my history is, is in the corporate world where that was all taken care of. Right. Um, so, but then, you know, Karn's been an entrepreneur for many years. I've been one for just over a year. And, and so there's, you know, there is a lot of, a lot that now comes onto your plate. Um, so that's really good, um, to know that there is, that you could essentially do it all in one place instead of, yeah. you know, farming it out and getting everybody on the same page and wondering, you know, if, if everything's, you know, sort of coming together. Well, and what's fun about it too, is I think, um, a lot of people make the assumption, okay, this is very much quantitatively based, you know, it's math, it's numbers, it's finance. And when we work with entrepreneurs, what we start to uncover are, are convert, what we end up having is conversations about helping them leverage themselves better, right? Like outsourcing to different areas so that they can stay true to what they're really good at. Mm. And we're models of that. We do that within our business. You know, we leverage out different things. We outsource different things or we hire for uh, tasks that we just know we're genuinely either not good at or, or don't find enjoyment with. Because at the end of the day, as an entrepreneur, like you are your biggest asset. Actually, I would say for anybody listening to this, whether you're an, you're an entrepreneur or, or not, you are your biggest asset. Over your professional career, you will earn far more than anything else that your portfolio could do for you. And don't get me wrong, those are all important areas and we touch on all those things too. But I really want people to know, like, make no mistake, you're, you're the biggest asset. You have the most growth potential. You will bring in more revenue and income to your household than any other component of your financial life. It, it's you. So we really try to get people to focus on making sure that they're getting the best out of themselves, which you guys do that too. So it's fun. I think that's why this conversation is so good. <laughs> right. We're making shift happen right here. Yes, like we it. are. Yeah. 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 And, and I think that's, that's, that whole part of that you are your biggest um, revenue is that goes into every aspect. It's, it's not just your financial aspect. Mm -mm. It's it's in your emotional and in your physical health. And so this is exactly why, just like you you just mentioned, uh, John, why taking a deep dive and learning about these things and, and becoming more knowledgeable, knowing what our tools are and where we can go to, to outsource, get help, reach out uh, for those areas that we don't know, because there, there's 5 million things that, that, uh, that we have to take care of and we cannot be an expert in all of it. Sure. So that, and, and, and in this, in this whole, in the same vein of this conversation, you know, such a fun analogy that I've had, even with a client very recently was, hey, John, I want to open up a retirement plan for my company. And, and his company is really him and several employees. And I want to open up this retirement plan so I can put money and save on my taxes. Well, that's great. But what we actually identified was, how can you better leverage your time and talent and outsource more and use the monies you were going to do to put in the retirement plan and invest in yourself and so sometimes it's a big departure from what you would think a financial planner would be advocating for you to do. But at the end of the day, you're your biggest asset. So we want to make sure that you're getting the most potential out of that. Wow, great, great. Awesome. <laughs> we can talk about this stuff all day long. I love it. Yeah, yeah, I know. That's a, that's <laughs> well, we a good way here. to stop, yeah. to end this segment. As Right, Karen? We're about to go into another um, sponsorship break and then look forward to coming back. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, because there's more. Like John said, we could sit here and talk all day. Unfortunately, <laughs> we don't have all day. <laughs> so we're going to farm out a couple of good gold nuggets That's right, right after these couple of messages. There you go. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Insight's Dramatic Weight Loss Coaching Program is a transformational program healing you from the inside out so you can finally achieve your healthy weight for good by resolving the underlying reason why you've been holding on to the weight. The program features nine transformational individual sessions. You'll rebuild gut health and reduce inflammation. It's not a diet. Instead, you'll learn how to make peace with food and develop clean eating as a lifestyle. Visit InsightsCounselingCenter.com to find out more. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You are listening to Shift Happens with Karin Weary. Do you have a question or comment about today's program? If so, we'd love to hear from you. Call in to the live show at 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. Or send an email to W at insightscounselingcenter.com. Remember that Karin is spelled K-A-R-I-N. Now, back to Shift Happens. Hello, and thank you for hanging in there with us. If you are just tuning in, though, you are listening to Karen Weary and Jessica Durrell on Shift Happens. They're here on this beautiful Christmas Eve, and uh, we hope that you are all enjoying wonderful food, wonderful food friends, wonderful family. And if not, this gives you a little break to get away. <laughs> <laughs> a little wind down before the, what the hectic season really does begin, even though we're in the throes of everything. But yeah, so, you know, if you've been following us through this segment, we're talking about um, our financial health, you know, and, and John Kennedy is with us and he's helping us demystify that um, financial health, you know, whole conversation and thought process. Um, so, you know, John, tell us a little more. We were obviously talking through, uh, throughout the break on a couple of things. Um, so let's kick it off. Sure. Yeah. Well, I like the term demystify because, again, I, I mentioned this before, but I really do think that there's this connotation of what a quote unquote financial advisor is. And we want to break that mold. We want people to realize there are financial advocates out there. There are fractional CFOs out there that are really they are they're here to help you and get the most out of, out of you, out of your, your financial resources, what you're doing, if you're an entrepreneur, all that stuff. So uh, demystify is a great way to, it's a, it's a great word for it. So we talked about um, sort of interviewing for your financial planner, because it's really important that we, we meet at, try and meet at least three people. Wonderful if it's a warm referral from someone who has been happy with them. Mm -hmm. Um, And we talked a little bit more about, um, 
sort of taking advantage. If you're in the corporate world, make sure you're making you know access to the money that's free to you. If you have any company matches, that is free money. You need to do what mm. you can to access that. Um, but you know, what if we talk a little bit more now, John? And I want you to sort of take us, um, lead us on this. But you know, I think when we start, you know, the reason we look for a financial planner is because we've got goals. We sort of talked about that, you know, in the beginning. So now we're going into 2020, new decade. So what? what are those top goals that your clients have? You know, so, you know, maybe that'll probably resonate with a lot of listeners here. So, you know, you have people of all ages that you've been helping for decades, you know, so tell us about, you know, what those things are and how you guide people to achieve those goals. Yeah, I think, um, I would say for most people, and it sort of starts off very much financial based, like I want to retire at this age and be able to have this number. And then we start to break into like, well, what does that, what does that mean? You know, what, mm-hmm. what do you, you know, can you define that a little bit more? How, you know, how does retirement look like for you? And what's so funny to me is for most of the retirees we work with, as they transition from either the corporate world or especially the entrepreneurial world to retirement, it's not as easy as a transition as most people assume. <laughs> you know, I mean, long gone are those concepts of like, okay. I hit Medicare age, collect my social security check and, you know, watch TV and take a couple of trips. Yeah, like, vacation no. for 30 years. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, people, are, people are doing, they're following their passions, mm-hmm. they're working part-time, they're maybe consulting. You know, there's so many different areas that someone can tap into in retirement and really then enjoy their life. Um, so I, I would say for me, though, when I think about going into 2020, and what the, the top checklist should be for someone right now for trying to really um, figure out what 2020 should look like financially. It's a really easy list. And can I go over it? Please. Well, of course you can. Okay. I've so got me on pins yeah. and needles. I know. So, so some, of it, some of it we talked about already, but the first one is understanding your expenses, like understanding your budget, the way you know the English language, like you, you have got to know your numbers. Um, because we think about this for a moment when you retire, because the biggest question I get is, Hey, John, uh, what's it going to like, what's the number I need to be able to retire? Well, I don't know because <laughs> I don't know what, what does that mean for you? What's retirement for some people? They can have an amazing retirement on $80,000 a year and be debt free and, and, you know, take the trips and spend time with grandkids. Other people want to have a retirement on $350,000 a year in expenses a year. That's different. I mean, that's just, you're coming you know, two totally different scenarios. And so we have to kind of understand what, what we want that to look like. And until we understand the expenses in the now, there's no way we could try to project that in the future. You know, it mm-hmm. helps us get to know somebody and for maybe them to kind of have some of those like self-realization moments of, oh yeah, oh, yeah okay, hmm. maybe we were spending. So I think you got to understand your expenses. You have to. The second is maximizing all of your money, like all areas of money potential. If that's company benefits, if that's something as simple as increasing your cash earnings. I mean, you know, you, you see this all the time, like the big banks that someone might be working with, the savings rate that they're getting, and they're like, well, I get pennies in my savings account, you know, every every month. Well, there's there's online FDIC insured savings accounts out there that are earning far more, like a far higher multiple than what you could be getting at a big bank. So I think even that's just such a simple thing. And then last but not least, because I love this one and I mentioned it last time, you are your biggest asset, invest in you. Mm-hmm. You have to. 
schooling, continued education, following your passion, hiring executive assistants so you can do what you are what you were born to do. Those those are my top three. So I got excited, but I wanted to go over them. <laughs> we love excitement. That's what this is all about because life is exciting. And you know, when you can make money and financing fun and exciting, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 We just don't want it to be a boring topic. It's like in it's it's really woven into the fabric of every element of your life. Exactly. And so, you know, it's just uh it's gotta be somewhat enjoyable. Mm-hmm. And I think the fact that like you're talking about with budgeting and knowing and knowing all these options and opportunities that are out there, now it's starting to get exciting. It is boring and, and trite when we feel so constricted and there mm-hmm. are no options and such. So, so this is awesome. I love this, John. And I must yeah. say my, one of my favorite feelings in my career has been, um, I do these these five and ten year projections. So we kind of go, we do the vision casting, like I alluded to earlier. We talk about what they want life to look like in, let's say, five years. And so then five years hits, and we get to talk about what it was that they said five years ago. Not only did they want to just be doing in their life, but where they wanted to be sitting financially. Yeah. And to be able to show them year by year what the net worth and balance sheet looks like, how they mm-hmm. paid down debt, how they grew their assets. And all of that kind of does go back to accountability. But to me, that's where this does get fun and exciting because when a client comes in and knows, wow, I started working with them in 2015 and in 2020, we're going to do our five-year plan and they get to see this number. It's just, it really, for me, it's motivating. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's the most motivating feeling in the world for them to realize what a big goal that was five years ago and the fact that they were able to achieve it. Or if they didn't, they still know that they made it such a big goal Mm -hmm. that where they did, you know, you don't have to achieve all the goals. You still strive to, to, to do well and come close to it. And if, even if you didn't, but you made significant success, that's so much more than you would have done if you just decided to ignore it and you were afraid of it, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. And we many times, uh, you know, uh, don't notice and pay attention to our own progress. So sitting down with the person that we are doing accountability with and seeing it and really magnifying the progress is, is great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Very motivating. Well, yeah. And I, I, it's, you know, it's being intentional about having that conversation because, you know, and especially if you're growing a family, I mean, we have two kids, I have a a three-year-old daughter and my son is three months old. And it would be so easy, even in our household, to get caught up in the in the day to day grind. From the moment the kids wake up, and you know, just everything that that goes into your life, you're so busy all the time. You don't get the opportunity to compartmentalize an hour to sit and really go through vision casting of what you want your financial life to look like. So it's just it is a lot of fun, but it's easy to it's just easy to get buried in the in our day to day and then not do it. For sure. Oh my gosh. You, you know, it's so right because, you know, like most people, you know, it is the end of the year and we talked about our, you know, we all have our planners. Well, I've been, you know, working on next year's goals and plans and all that. And that's daunting and finding the time to do that. If I had to find that time to do financial planning without an accountability financial planner, that, you know, you could almost drop all the balls yeah. if you don't really look for the right person. Yeah. to help you with some things. Right. And and no one's going to be intentional about it for you, right? Like I mean you have you have to 
to set that time aside and mm-hmm. have to hire someone to work with in this capacity. You know, it, it's these things don't just happen by accident. It's it's a lot of hard work. You know, you, you work hard to do that. So you're so right. You're so right. And you know, I'm yeah. not, you know, my kids are 20 and 21. So I'm in a whole different, you know, Karn and I both, well, Karn's son is younger than mine, but we obviously don't have a three month old. Right. Um, so I was just having that same conversation when you say, oh, people say, you know, what's the number, John? You know, you right. do, you wonder what's the number and you're right. A, you don't know because you, you have to figure out your lifestyle, but yeah. you know, we all just assume we're going to make it to retirement age. I will tell you, at my age, I see more people not making it to 50, not mm-hmm. making it to 60. And, you, st- and you know, so there's a lot of emotional, uh, you know, things that go into financial planning, too, um, because, you know, you, you really at some point and, you know, Karna knows this, too, you know, you, you start young and excited about your finance, uh, finances. But once you hit a certain age, you sort of flip to all of a sudden your health starts to take a huge, huge, um, you know, part of, of your, of your thought process because you're like, Oh great. I've John Kennedy has me rich now. Am I going to, am I going to be able to enjoy the fruits of all of our, you know, our labor, you know? So, um, you know, I'm sure you have sort of a little bit of that, you know, conversation with your, you know, your clientele that's closer to that spectrum as well. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have to say the hot burning question, which I'm curious. So your kids are 20 and 21, the hot burning question on my mind is when am I ever going to sleep again? Because we just never oh my sleep gosh. with a newborn and a three-year-old. I will tell you never. Oh, is, is, yeah, and Karen, I'm sure, can attest to this. It gets worse when they both have vehicles. Oh, um, no, mine doesn't have a vehicle. So, so you will, you will never. You, your your sleeping. sleeping ended when, when you both celebrated the fact that you were going to be parents. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it's such a great blessing. But yes, um, that, that's, you're, you're probably right. I'm starting to sense that. I've talked to other people too. And I'm like, yeah, I guess, I guess I'm just never going to sleep again. And I'll just have to be okay with that. But okay, so sorry about that. But going back to your point, and that's why I think about when someone says like, okay, well, so when's a good time? to be thinking about this stuff or to be talking with a financial advocate. And I say right now, mm-hmm. because you ask the question, that means it's a good time. If you're 50 or you're 55 and you're just now starting the pursuit of financial independence and looking at all this stuff, well, it's better than waiting until 62 or 65. Yep. Is it, does it feel like you're starting behind the eight ball? Maybe, but you know what, if you, if, I mean, it's going to take a little bit harder, you know, a little bit more work, a, a deeper saving strategy, mm-hmm. but that's okay. You know, because honestly at, at that point in time, you're probably at peak earning years too. And so mm-hmm. there is catch up that can happen. So that's why I'm just such a big advocate of, you know, I've gotten that question like, well, it's probably too late for me. I'm like, no, it's not. It's never, <laughs> it's never too late, but no. it does require a different, uh, it just requires more work. It, it's just a it, different it's mindset. It's going to be even more discipline. If we do start at that point, but it still is just as important nonetheless. So, John, let's make sure that we give everybody your contact information. Um, sure. We're we're sort of getting down to the end of this fantastic show. So, how can people reach you? Yeah, that's a good point because if you Google John Kennedy, John F. Kennedy, you're probably not going to find me. <laughs> um, so, our website's a great spot. So, Candorpath, C A N D O R P A T H dot com. And I mentioned before, candorpath.com forward slash interview is a great spot to get the, the PDF of questions to ask your financial advisor. 
That's C A N D O R, Candor. Yes. And this correct. John Kennedy is alive and kicking, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Well, I haven't even told you guys the best part yet that my wife's name, and yes, this is true, her name is Jackie. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my golly. Our kids are not John, John, and Caroline, though. We, we, we thought we'd create a different legacy for them. So There well, you go. I think that's good. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have had you, you know, join us. And, um, you know, you know, and as we sort of come toward the end, you know, we, we sort of, you know, I, I brought up a little bit about, you know, the, you know, sort of what Karen and I do. You know, we love this show because it's all about mind, body, and in this case, finances. Karen, you know, will take care of, you know, all you need in that space and uh, and that, you know, emotional space. And, you know, I am all about helping adults, active adults, stay healthy, get healthy, help prevent um, injury, keep you active with my medical device called Beamer. No, it's not a cool, fast car. It's an amazing <laughs> medical device, B-E-M-E-R. Jessica Durrell, the number one at gmail.com for information on that. And, and Karen, tell us about, you know, your, what you don't, you love to do. Yeah. So I do a couple of things. And one thing that I do the majority of the time, that is I help people when they are emotionally stuck and I've come up with a new, a new diagnosis. Most people there are really just emotionally constipated. (laughs) And so this is what I do. I help update the brain and on the financial side, because we all need a tool to keep us on track. And when we can get things paid off much quicker, we can get on that track to what John was talking about with regards to getting ourselves ready and prepared. I've saved 20 years and uh, $67,000 is what, I, what I'm projected to right now at this moment. So um, yes, you will definitely need to contact John and Jessica for the blood flow because blood flow is everything, right? And mm-hmm. With that, we just encourage you to go out and shine your beautiful selves because we need your special talents. You are unique and you have something very special to give to the rest of the world. Until next week, we will see you on New Year's. That's right. Thanks so much for joining us, you guys. Thank you, John. Thanks for having me. Thanks, John. Thank you so much for tuning in to Shift Happens. Please join host Karin Weary, Ida Serena Lee, and Jessica Durrell for another edition of our program next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We wish you continued success as you discover the true you.